Hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows and this is Wolves Radio on a sad occasion as we pay tribute to a true great, a legend, a Hall of Famer and an icon of Wolverhampton Wanderers for the best part of 70 odd years really, a man who has been synonymous with not just the football club but in a strange way sport in the city as a whole with his sports shop that is a part of the fabric almost of community and society that so many people have stories and memories associated with it. Ron Flowers was more than just a footballer. He was more than just Wolverhampton Wanderers vice president. As a player, he was fifth on the all-time appearance list with 515 matches over a 15-year period between 1952 and 1967. He also scored 37 goals, by the way. His contribution was massive to a team that had become so successful it carried the name of Wolverhampton far and wide across Europe and across the world. He also won 49 caps for England and was a key part of the squad, no less, when England won the World Cup in 1966. And famously, as he would tell the story, he was due to play in that final until Jack Charlton declared himself fit. To try and give an insight as to just how important he was to the football club and how special his legacy will be, I've been speaking to a Wolves legend in his own right, King John Richards, former striker, now chairman of the former Players Association, and Paul Berry, supporter who went on to work for the club in a media capacity, including being head of media, and is now on the committee of the former Players Association to share some of their special memories and thoughts on this incredibly sad day. Here's John Richards. A massive loss to Wolves and Wolverhampton. Um, Ron's been known to me ever since I came to Wolves in 1969. He was part of that great 50s and then into the 60s with Ron team, which set the standard for all the t- all the teams that, that followed. You know, he's up there with the legends, your Billy Wright, your Bert Williams. You know, Ron is up there with, with all of them, without a doubt. One of the best players Wolves have ever had. And not only that, in my opinion, one of the uh, the nicest men you could ever meet. Very unassuming, no edge to him at all. You know, no ego. Just a, a lovely, lovely man. It's going to be a, a sad loss. One of the elements I think I've spoken to you before, John, when we spoke when we did our old Gold Club episode and other things, is that mm. you know you arrived at the club in a time when those legends of that 50s and 60s era were kind of still about the club a little bit but it sounds like you know Ron was never an imposing character on that no not at all and I don't think any of that generation were I don't think they were that sort of people you know they they actually did the jobs to the best of his ability and they were great footballers they then had their time and they moved on to doing other things but at the same time They'd come to the matches, the speech, Ron in particular. You could go to his shop. You could spend an afternoon in the shop just chatting with Ron and not buying anything. Probably disappointed Ron, but he would he would give you his time. He was that sort of person. Absolutely fantastic. And 
Ron was also one of the founding members of the former Players Association in 1988, and is, is our president. And it just showed with his involvement that he wanted to do as much as he can to help raise support for funds for the, the local charities and to give former players the opportunity to to get together at different occasions other than funerals. Um, did he, you know, he, he was a leader from that point of view. Did he talk football? When, like when you first joined, was he the kind of one that would come and give advice or anything like that? No, not at all. There, there were some of the players who, who, who you could talk football about. Ron was very much in the day, in the moment. He'd, he'd reluctantly talk about him if you forced him, if you asked him and said, you know, <laughs> well, there's, there's so much you could ask Ron. Won, won three, three league championships, FA Cup, played f- f- nearly 50 times for England. You know, he'd tell you about the, the, the floodlit matches, which are the, some of the great matches that all fans talk about. Um, but very low-key about it you know he, he, he was very much that sort of person didn't sort of talk himself up he was just very matter of fact um very unassuming i want to i want to bring paul in on this and, and yeah. we'll come back to that element of talking football paul because there's a story that you and i are involved with on that basis but from from your era because you obviously grew up as a fan a journalist and then working for the club like there is a sense, I guess, for some people that, that Ron Flowers wasn't just a footballer. It was the sports shop that he was almost was. as known for. Absolutely. And I think, as you've said, as John's mentioned, that was my first involvement with Ron, if you like, was was the shop. Um, my parents mm. grew up watching Ron, uh, even my granddad. And my first involvement was going to a shop to buy football boots as a kid. And obviously, you knew he was a legend and you'd been read about him and had been told about him and everything. And so, you know, when you're young, you've got this picture, haven't you, of, of people that have achieved all that. And I think, as John said, he was completely almost different to what you expected. You'd walk in the shop and he was friendly, unassuming, generous, just, you know, just a normal bloke, like I guess so many, so many former players are. And it was just, you know, as a young Wolves fan who sort of lived and breathed Wolves for, for that sort of time, it was... It's a really special experience to go find out about Ron, go and buy a pair of football boots off him and just know that you're sort of in the presence of greatness, but he never he never made you feel like that because he was just, as, as John says, unassuming, humble, um, and was just running his sports shop. Because that's the, the, the crazy thing, John, almost, that there are a generation of young players who who went and bought their first boots or regularly bought boots and goalkeeper gloves from, from Ron Flowers, who was part of England in 1966. Exactly. And, you know, and those kids will remember that as Paul did, you know, and they, and it's only later as you, as you grow up and you realise the achievements that Ron did, you know, what he actually achieved through his football career, you know, 49 England caps, penalty, penalty taker for England in the World Cup squad, three league championships, FA Cup winner. You know, you could go on and on, over 500 games for Wolves. You know, what a sort of example. No wonder people flock to, to see him in the shop and uh, to chat to him and get his, get his knowledge, get his experience. Uh, it, it, it was like a day out. It was it was like a special occasion 
with a lot of these kids. And I can, I was there when they were coming in, and I had, I had the same feeling. And I was nineteen twenty. <laughs> I just wanted to have a chat with him and and, and 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 learn about what he did during his career because that team that set the standard. It was the team that actually created worldwide wolves. Wolverhampton was known across the world because of that Billy Wright, Ron Flowers team of the 50s and the 60s. When I started playing late 60s, early 70s, we went anywhere in the world. Where do you come from? Wolverhampton, the Wolves. And that's what people knew. That's what gave Wolverhampton its worldwide name. It was actually Wolves and that team of uh, Ron Flowers and Billy Wright. Great, great sort of... uh, legacy that they've left us this is a question for both you actually you might come at this from slightly different angles but i wondered how much when you talk about the recognition of wolverhampton wanderers outside of wolverhampton whether that kind of great team that great era that great history outside of wolverhampton is referenced to billy wright maybe for those who've lived it in you know inside the city and around it it's almost more Ron Flowers' era. Does that make sense? I think as a fan growing up, it was almost like the two of them, really. It was, it was, it was Billy and Ron, and I think Ron obviously played on a little bit longer. Billy went on and worked at Wolves, obviously, and was, was the director, I think, wasn't he? Um, but Ron, I mm. think, probably with the shop, you know, that was what, again, for that generation of my generation, perhaps a little bit older as well, that was why I think there was a special feeling for Ron. But certainly Ron and Billy always for me the, the two huge names associated with Wolves from that team but as I say John will probably know more on that one yeah you've got to bear in mind Ron carried on the sort of standards that Billy had set you know when Billy finished playing and then Ron carried on for five six seven more years and he was a Yorkshire bloke came to Wolverhampton stayed in Wolverhampton Billy Bless him. He was involved in other things, in TV, in management, and he was he, he was away from the town. Ron was here mm. and stayed here, and I think that's why you've got that feeling for Ron within the town of Wolverhampton, Mikey, because he he became part of the uh, the history of the club and the history of the town, and uh, everyone looks up to him. Everybody loved him. You know, you wouldn't find anyone who would say a bad word about Ron because there was nothing bad about him. How good a player was he, John? Uh, I've heard people talk about it. Obviously, when he when we got to 66, I remember talking to him and he kind of, because he would have played if Jack Charlton hadn't made it in that final. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah Germany. No, he, he, he was lined up for it. You've got to bear in mind that is the last time he played for England was three years previously. And... You know, you, you then say, well, why would you have somebody in the squad who hadn't played for you for three years? I think that shows the um, the wisdom of Ramsey. He knew he could rely on Rom. You know, Rom would be there whenever he was called upon. You know, and we would he would not let him down, despite the fact there'd been a three-year period without him playing for England. But obviously he was carrying on playing for the club. And I think that sort of sends a message out that Sir Alf Ramsey regarded Ron as a must for that squad, you know, and someone who he could rely on if called upon, which is why he was on standby for the final itself. 
despite not playing for the team for three years. Very odd, but very much a sort of uh, a telling point from my point of view. Because I've heard some people say that kind of in modern parlance, he'd be described as a defensive holding midfielder. Is that right? Is that fair? I would think. I think he was a bit more flexible than that. You know, he, he was he was a midfielder, and then he became a defender. He could play in in, in either position and play them equally as well. Um, I think he was, a, you know, a lot more versatile player than a holding midfielder. Um, you know, he was he was an outright defender, and he could be a sort of attacking midfielder as well. It's uh, he was he was he was that good, Mikey. You know, you, you talk you talk to the Wolves supporters of that generation, you know, and it trips up, you know, you can hear, see them hesitate when you say, tell us about Ron Flowers. And it's because of the admiration and yeah. the respect for him. You know, is it a level, is it a level above me, people like me, people like Bully, to all respect, and any sort of other players since him? I don't think we've had anyone of that standing in the club, and it's you know it's it's a lot for me to say, but I I think it's absolutely true, and he was had of that standing in many respects as a footballer and as a person, and I think that's why he's talked about the way he is with so much love and affection in the town and in the club. Paul, you had plenty of dealings with him in his later role when he he took on the roles as vice president. At the club, how proud do you think he was to to maintain that connection with Wolves? I think he was um, well, very proud, and I think his family as well. I think obviously his grandsons, uh, mm. as well as his sons, I think still involved with the shop. His grandson Harry has carried on playing. I think, and the thing about Ron, you know, he would always if you if you asked him to do something connected with those roles, he'd always turn up. He'd do it with a smile on his face. He was so low maintenance. I remember one campaign, I think it was after the double relegation, when um, I got a few people together kicking around on the car park and he was in his late 70s. And it was a bit of a, it was the most bizarre ticket campaign. I'm trying to, I can't even think back what it was now. And then we went in for a pint in the feathers. I mean, Phil Parks was there lofty. And, and I think Ron, he was probably completely bemused by it all, didn't really know what was going on, but he just, because it was one of those bizarre campaigns, he just did it with a smile on his face in his late 70s, kicking a ball around, going for a pint. And, um, and that's just how I remember him as someone that didn't see him play, but was lucky enough to meet him on, on several occasions. Just that nothing was too much trouble, but equally, um, he just got on with it. No fuss at all. And I think he, he probably wouldn't tell you how proud he was, because, again, he would never tell you how good he was, would he? I think it was just, I imagine, inside he knew. And, and, I, and the only other one I remember as well, particularly, is when there was an anniversary, I think, of the Football League in the 2013 14 season and the first day uh, he carried the match ball out at Preston it was Preston against Wolves special weekend I think to commemorate uh, that anniversary and, and again he didn't say anything but you could just tell from the pictures as he walked out and he, he was the perfect person to do that job and to present the match ball that day you know to famous old clubs and yeah you know it was just a thrill to be able to ask him to do things and he always did them and did them as I say with a smile on his face unassuming but certainly with a huge amount of pride for, I think, for what he'd achieved. Well, we, um, I wanted to tell this story that, and, and John, you'll love this because Paul and I went to Ron's house. Um, right. I, I think it was ahead of maybe Euro 2016. Yeah. In that kind of 
bit where obviously there was the anniversary coming up of the World Cup and everything, and yeah. it was ahead of England. So we went round to his house, and they'd got out. They still had his um, tracksuit from '66 World Cup. He had his little medal, and I remember being sat there in his dining room, Paul. And he got out, do you remember, a little box of photos. It was a, just a small, unassuming cardboard box. And in it was just, you know, photos that you'd taken on, on one of those wind-up cameras or something. But it's him with almost every kind of top-level world star you can imagine. When I think it was from the 2006 World Cup. Paul, am I remembering this right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like... And he just, and he's like, yeah, here's me and Franz Beckenbauer. Here's yeah. me and Michelle Platini. And it's, and it was, it was written on the back, Ron with M Platini <laughs> in pencil on the back, John. Yeah. Like, that was just how unassuming he was. Like these, if that was me, these would have been all around the, around the house. Uh, to all football followers, Mikey, what a treasure trove that is. To Ron, it was just part of his life. And you know, it's what he did. He played football and he was fortunate to meet these players. Whereas for the rest of us, you know, you think it's what we dream of. It's what we dream of. Uh, fantastic. And that afternoon, Mikey, I mean, again, that was just for me uh, as, as a fan and sorry, all of us that were there that day to be in the presence of Ron. And you know, you interviewed him, and he's, he still had so many sharp memories, didn't he, of the time. and I think, again, that was just special to be there and almost listen to him and, and played everything down, like you say, and as John says, he just literally played all his achievements down. But I can still remember that and the, the sort of hour I think we spent there and almost coming away in the car, I think it was myself and you and Alex who'd done the video in and, and Falls, bless him, that was there and obviously he helped set it up. And I think I remember us talking in the car, there was just a sort of glow, wasn't there, about the fact that there we'd been spending time with Ron and his and his wife, Yvonne, who was, who was lovely as well. And... Just being able, you know, the privilege of being able to listen to him talk, um, you know, just put a smile on everyone's face, I think. Mm-hmm. And he also told a story which I, I genuinely love and I wanted to pass this on because it kind of sums up the lovely relationship between him and Yvonne as well in that his jacket that he wore on the bench for the final in 66, that he'd gone out and bought this jacket because Alf Ramsey had said they all had to look smart. And Yvonne hated it, I think. And he, he kept it for years and years and years. And she managed to get rid of it without him knowing and had given it to a charity shop in Wolverhampton. <laughs> and one day he said he was walking down the road, saw this jacket in the window and thought, that looks a nice jacket and bought it and didn't realize it was his 66 jacket that he'd bought from this charity shop. And he walked in and she was like, what are you doing with that thing again? How did you manage to smuggle that back? And he never realized he just clearly loved that jacket so much. Bought it back. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, great story. You see, the thing is with, with, the, with Ron's team, Mikey and Paul, is that every team since then has been measured up against that team. That's the standard that Wolves supporters of that generation expect. And they pass on that expectation to their sons and grandsons and so on. And I felt that very much so in the 70s. You know, we did all right, but we weren't as good as that team of the 60s. But the 50s, you know, it, and it was it was the Ron Flowers, Billy Wright team that you wanted to sort of emulate. You want to get to those standards. 
and I think that still that still stays with us, and it stays with the club. You know, when you start talking about things, they can you know they talk about comparing with the team of the seventies. The team of the seventies weren't as good as the team of the fifties. That was the team that you know we all aspire to be. It's as simple as that. And one day we'll be there. Because you both of you now do an awful lot of work, obviously, with the former Players Association in in trying to, I guess, protect the history uh, of the club as much as anything and, and these players. And as we as we go through time, it is inevitable, I know, that that we will start to lose more and more. I think Ron was the, the last surviving member of the 1960 FA Cup winning team. Right. Yeah. How important is it for you both to, to protect the memories for, for future generations? I think it's crucial. It's, it, it's crucial. You know, if you don't know your history, how can you go forward? You know, you, you, lots and lots of people nowadays do all this sort of um, ancestry thing. And, you know, it's because they want to know their history. You have people delving into archaeology. You have things like the Remembrance days where talk about people giving up their lives during wars and things like that it's the history that makes you you're part of that history whether you're a, you, whether you're a player whether you, you work for the club whether you're a supporter of the club that history is so important you know and the players before you uh you know it, it's it's absolutely critical uh just to keep that sort of history going and it, and it will, Mikey, because that's the nature of people. People love to have that association. And I was I was fortunate to have that association with the team of the 50s because I met a lot of them. Your Jimmy Mullins, your Johnny Hancock, your Billy Wright, your Ron Flowers. They were there. They were around. So I could then sort of pass that on. And when people ask about them, you can say, look, these were the great players, but they were unassuming, normal people. And there's no reason why... You can't be as good as them if you, if, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's just passing on that sort of history. Very important. Yeah, I'd agree with that 100%. And I think, as, as, as John says, and I think there's, um, there's room for both, isn't there? I think there's room for the walls that's developed over the last few years. You know, huge investment, success in the Premier League, gaming to get even better, along with that. You know, never be afraid to look back and celebrate the achievements of the team of the past because it it does make you know make the team of today. And I think John, since John's come on as chairman of the former Players Association, there's a good link with the club now. John's engaging, the club are engaging with John on various various things to kind of you know cement that relationship, which is which is getting stronger all the time. So I think yeah, hugely important. And, and even days like this, you know, amid the huge sadness of, of losing Ron, I think what it does again. People like myself and even younger who never saw him play, they'll learn about Ron Flowers today and they'll listen to what people say about him. Um, you know, and, and, and amid the sadness, I think you've got to celebrate the life and the career that he had, how he lived his life, the example that he set. And I think that will, you know, all fans of all ages, that'll stay with them. You know, it stays with them forever. And Ron Flowers will never be forgotten like, like any of the legends. Everyone will always be remembered. And, and as good as Wolves continue to be, hopefully, and get better and better, I think those those great players of the past will always be remembered. And that's part of our role, Mikey, and yours, 
and anyone who works with the club or been connected to the club has helped us that on because there's always new people coming in to the club, whether it's new owners, whether it's new investors, new whatever, new supporters. Tell the story. Tell the story about Wolves. And Ron was a big part of that story, without a doubt. Um, and will continue to be. You know, I think we were very lucky. We were very, we're very lucky as Wolves players and as Wolves supporters that we have those sort of players like Billy Wright, like Ron Flowers, who are part of our club. It's as simple as that.